Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back. This is a longer hiatus than we expected, but uh, in case you didn't know, we were off the air with a uh, injury to Nancy's uh, uh, leg, and she had some operation. She's back. She's doing fine. And uh, we really have a full crew. Stu's running a little late this morning, but Stu Stewart will be in momentarily. And we're back live uh, for an exciting show. We were just talking earlier about uh, about uh, what's been happening uh, in the past couple of weeks, and it always seems the auto industry uh, in terms of at least economic news, is always at the forefront. If it's not uh, inflation relating to autom- automobile problems, it's it's uh, the microchip sh- shortage, the supply chain shortage, the UAW strike. If it's not one thing, it's another thing. So um, our hearts on this show bleed for you. A lot of you are consumers thinking about buying newer used cars. And that's what this show is. It's a... It's a way to try to help you. Uh, it's a way to offer a communication exchange once a week for two hours. We're in North Palm Beach, Florida, but we reach all over the United States. Our mystery shopping report, which I can talk about later, uh, was done in a Pittsburgh suburb, McKeesport, uh, in, the, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, just outside of Pittsburgh. McKees Rocks. Okay, whatever you say. So I have a Pittsburgh and sitting next to me who corrected me on the city. But the point being, we are uh, actually international. We have uh, callers from all over the world. But we're at the epicenter of uh, bad behavior for car dealers in South Florida. Nobody disputes that. Uh, we've got the, uh, the roughest car dealers uh, in, in, I started to say, in, in Dodge. <laughs> it's like Dodge City. Uh, it's really rough in South Florida. If, as you go further north in Florida, it gets a little bit nicer, but uh, we found pockets around the United States. Pennsylvania, by the way, has been one of them where the automobile deal behavior is much better. It's geographic, it's social related, it's economy related, and the small town car dealerships we usually find uh, treat you a little nicer than some of the, the big city car dealers like in Miami and Fort Lauderdale or for that matter, New York or Chicago or any time you have a high-density population, the crazies come out. And I'm talking about the dealers, not the buyers. I'd uh, love to have you call the show. That's uh, really what's important. Uh, we find out about, uh, well, we learn a lot on this show. Uh, we have a, 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 a telephone number, <laughs> obviously. And uh, I, I chuckle because it's kind of an old-fashioned things today. I remember the old days, uh, may I have your phone number kind of a thing. Uh, That doesn't exist anymore. Uh, 
uh, phone numbers are almost uh, secondary. They are secondary when it comes to communication, but we love them anyway. And our old-fashioned phone is 877-960-9960. Write that down if uh, you don't have a thought now or a question or a comment, because you probably will. The longer you listen, the more likely you will. And that number again is 877-960-9960. For you texters out there, I'm one of those, uh, you can text us. Nice thing about the text is that you don't have to, uh, uh, we, can't, we can't get to all the calls, and the text, we usually get to all the text. So we, we, it might not be at the first part of the show or when you text, but we will get to the text. And that text number is 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. Uh, we, we have... Uh, some regular texters out there. Anne Marie comes to mind. She's texts us every week and really one of the most thoughtful, um, informed uh, persons uh, that uh, call the show. She just absolutely uh, opens up areas that we haven't even thought about and others haven't thought about that are so interesting about automobiles. So text us at 772-497-6530. Now, we're streaming the show. And um, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know how many streaming viewers we have, but uh, you can stream us on Facebook. That's just facebook.com forward slash Earl on cars. Facebook.com forward slash Earl, E-A-R-L-O-N-C-A-R-S, Earl on cars. And then the important one, and I say that because YouTube is huge. YouTube uh, used to be, uh, you know, the tail wagging the dog, and now it's it's the dog when it comes to uh, communications and uh, digital and social media, YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And interestingly enough, um, the YouTube followers on Earl on Cars have gravitated a lot to Rick Kearney, who is sitting to my right here in the studio. Rick Kearney is our technical guy. He's our he's our certified diagnostic master technician. He knows everything there is to know about today's very, very complicated cars. And uh, I, that used to be an exaggeration, I guess, when the show first started 20 years ago. But let me tell you, it's no exaggeration now. Cars are very complicated, uh, too complicated in my opinion. And maybe that's because I'm an old guy, but... Um, I know a lot of young people that are challenged with uh, the complexity of their cars. In fact, part of the challenge is that the technology and software compatibility of the different manufacturers, when they meld together in one unit called a Honda or a Subaru or a Chevrolet, they come together, they they have conflicts. Toyota, uh, we have a Toyota dealership, and this is not an infomercial for Toyota or my dealership, by any means, but uh, because we've been in the Toyota business for, you know, 45 years as a retail car dealer, you know, we see what's really happening on both sides. And there's a huge amount of, uh, of complexity uh, that even Rick Kearney is puzzled, not for long, but he can be puzzled. We'll get a new model Toyota will come out, and whoever designed the, maybe it's the uh, sound system, uh, didn't get 
didn't get the Bluetooth right. I hear Bluetooth complaints more than about anything uh, with respect to a car. Now, for that reason, uh, we get a huge number of calls. And back to my beginning statement, the YouTube followers that, that do the posting have become not just a source of a lot of questions for Rick and the rest of the show, but also a source of a lot of information. And uh, just by reading some of the posts, Rick Kearney from YouTube uh, will be able to inform you about things we're not even aware of. So youtube.com forward slash cars, And don't be afraid to contact Rick directly by posting on youtube.com forward slash cars. You will be able to get a uh, answer to your question. I got a tap on the shoulder, and that's got to be the telephone signal. We prioritize telephone calls, and Nancy Stewart monitors those, and we have a caller. We do. Good morning, everyone. Uh, let me give a quick mention uh, to the ladies and uh, just how important they are to the auto industry. They are driving. They drive the economy, and they are definitely important to the automotive industry. There are more women who purchase a vehicle than ever before. Ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers this morning. Yes, you can win yourself $50 for the first two new lady callers. You can give us a call, say hello, uh, or if you had a recent transaction, you can share that with us, anything at all. And uh, you can also get in touch with us at www.youranonymousfeedback.com. Our number is 877-960-9960. Ladies, I'm interested in what questions uh, you were asking about leasing, uh, about uh, purchasing a vehicle. So give us a call. Don't forget our text number, 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Ellen. Um, and uh, we have had an ongoing situation uh, with Al uh, Hendrickson, and that is where she purchased her Camry, and we've been in close touch with her, and uh, the end of the story turns out, well, wait, and you'll hear from Ellen this morning, and she'll share it with you. Uh, Earl also uh, wrote a column in reference to Ellen and uh, that purchase. Good morning, Ellen, and welcome. Good morning. You're making me feel like a celebrity. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I just wanted to share with your audience and also to thank you both for helping me, you know, giving me the contact for, um, for Larry Morgan, who, you know, owns Al Hendrickson and, you know, other dealerships. And it turned out that I got money back. And um, I really appreciate it, and I couldn't, I don't feel I could have done it without, you know, your, your help, you know, and giving me the right people to get in touch with. Yeah. So uh, what, I, know, I, what, I think it's, it's really amazing uh, that as many people got in, back in touch with you, first of all and foremost, Larry Morgan. And uh, I, I would say you are celebrity status uh, because uh, not every woman has a story like this one. Oh, well, that's nice to hear, and maybe it'll give encouragement to other people out there to, uh, you know, don't accept, you know, if you're not happy with what you paid or what they're offering, you know, and get in touch with, like my mother always said, go to the top, and I did, with your help. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Earl? Well, I I just say, again, to to set the scenario, uh, the the blog that we wrote uh, 
uh, uh, and I, I think there's a second blog I've wrote on this, written on the subject, is if you have a problem with a car dealer, and this goes with any business, the higher up the line you can go to have your your complaint heard, the better off. How many times are you shuttled to a customer relations manager or someone you don't even, you're not even sure what they do, and uh, they listen to your problem, they say, okay, I'll get right back to you. I'm going through that right now with uh, DirecTV. We have a DirecTV uh, at our home, and we tried to get, uh, we have a problem with one. It's been on for two months, and all I can talk to is somebody uh, that they've sublet this uh, customer satisfaction issue to, and I can't get satisfaction. So car dealers are relatively small compared to DirecTV and Comcast and uh, the power company and the rest of it. So trying to go up the ladder. And when Ellen had her issue, she went into Al Hendrickson Toyota, and uh, they charged her thousands of dollars more than they should have uh, to make it simple. Uh, deception, uh, uh, unfair and deceptive sales and trade practices and everything else. Uh, and they took uh, took huge advantage of her. Uh, she called the show and uh, uh, was thinking that Al Hendrickson Toyota was owned by Al Hendrickson. Well, it used to be. Uh, she didn't know that it had been sold recently uh, to the Morgan Auto Group. Uh, I was able to give her the telephone number for Larry Morgan, uh, the CEO, the head of the Morgan Auto Group. I happen to know him personally, and I know a lot of car dealers. And so I said, try to reach uh, uh, Larry Morgan. She she successfully uh, reached Larry Morgan and was able to receive a refund of several thousand dollars. Is, is that about summing up, Ellen? Yes, yes, that's right. And I really appreciate it again, and I, that's why I called today, because I wanted to, uh, you know, thank you, thank Nancy, for well, being so supportive and informative for me. Well, you're, you're very welcome, it. and, and your, your experience, as bad as it was, and you probably will never fully recover, because it was just <laughs> a, a, mentally it had to be a huge challenge just to deal with it, anger and everything else. But, uh, but, but because of your terrible experience, what happened to have a happy ending, uh, it drove home a point, uh, which is uh, when you go into a car dealership, uh, before you sign anything and before you get involved in any serious commitments, learn who the boss is. Learn who the top person that you can contact is. It could be, uh, it should be at least at a general manager level. Uh, if you can get to the owner of the dealership, is in this case here we were lucky enough where she could talk to the owner, uh, then that's the best. But go up the ladder. Don't be don't be satisfied with a cell phone number of a salesman or even a sales manager. Take it up as high as you can. Because if you have a problem, they are 95 percent more likely to deal with you than the salesperson who's, by the way, commission could be at stake. If if a salesperson has to refund $1,000, that's going to cost him $250 for every 1000 he refunds because that's mm -hmm. typical commission is 25% of the profit. So that's another reason the lower-level employee is not going to give you a fair shake. So mm -hmm. you, we got this message across in spades. Thanks to you, Ellen. Uh, we'll be forever indebted, and please feel free to call the show anytime. We'd love to hear from you. And, Ellen, uh, more importantly, there are so many women who are listening, and, you know, they, they need that reassurance uh, that if, if they do take their negotiating skills and their knowledge, you know, to the dealership, uh, even after they've been taken advantage of, you know, they come out the winner 
because they definitely are driven and that's really important to for you know all of the women who are listening and uh, you are a driving force and I so appreciate our conversations our texts and how things turned out yeah because I bought cars in the past but I learned a lot from this one you know it, d- I d- didn't know yeah because I think things were more open years ago or something that, or there weren't these hidden costs I don't remember so many hidden fees. Absolutely. It is a learning experience, and there's nothing like word of mouth. Ellen, because we have so many calls backed up, uh, you know I'd love to talk to you longer, and um, you're a very interesting person. You have yourself a great weekend, and uh, give us a call again. Thank you so much. You're welcome. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530, www.youranonymousfeedback.com. We're going to go to Lance in Tennessee, and for everyone else that's waiting, I'll be right with you. Good morning, Lance. Well, Earl. <laughs> Welcome. I got a I got a song for you, Lance. I'm just, I'll, I'll wait till you're done, though. <laughs> I've got one for you. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I'd just like to say, Earl, you were talking about Bluetooth. You know, there is a cure for that, and it's called a dentist. It's called what? Dentist. A dentist. Dentist. <laughs> it's called a toothbrush. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, I, would be, I would be remiss if I did not say we've missed you. I know. It's been a long time. Yeah. Well, and Nancy, we're glad you're feeling better, and celebrate your return oh Oh, nancy's got a song (laughs) i've got a little quick tune for you well earl stewart what can i say you've been a little bit m.i.a (laughs) welcome back good to see you back on the radio Well, uh, I was waiting for the last line. <laughs> you didn't resolve the chord progression. <laughs> well, you know, you, you you might not have the greatest voice, uh, Lance, but you got the greatest soul, and that soul, soul comes through in your voice. That's right. I think you have. I think you have a career there. I think you should get an agent, and you would have a niche right. that nobody else you know has filled yet. Most people, when they sing bad, it no, it doesn't sound good. When Lance sings bad, yeah. for some reason, it sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I think Lance got well, disconnected. Listen. Oh, there he is. Well, welcome back. We're good. I, 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 we, I've really, we've really missed you for the last two weeks. Oh, and, bless, and, your, uh, bless your heart. Thank you, Lance. Welcome back. Welcome back home. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. Good to hear your voice, too. I'll save my Thank song for later. next week. Johnny Fraidley calls uh, Lance is singing the Tennessee Bluegrass Tooth. Ah. <laughs> Bluegrass Tooth. <laughs> I like that. Bluetooth Grass. I don't know. How apropos. Thanks for calling, Lance. Lance. It was uh, nice talking to you. Give us a call again. We're going to go to Chet, who is calling us from Wellington. Good morning, Chet. Good morning. How are you? Great. Welcome. Thank you. I'm a first-time caller and a long-time uh, patron at your store and your dealership, so I've been known about you guys for quite a while. Oh, I've, got a still, I've got an issue here that I'm not sure that we can fix. Uh, it happened with an, a foreign friend who had took my 2006 Toyota Camry and put diesel fuel in it. Uh-oh. 
and uh, I'm trying to figure out whether there's a way out of this. Yeah, there is. My daughter did that once. <laughs> Rick, will, Rick okay. will explain the remedy. All right. Diesel fuel in the gas happens quite often, a lot more than you might expect, and it's not a killer. It's not going to destroy the car. It's simply because uh, diesel fuel just isn't nearly as refined as gasoline, so the car won't run on it. But all that has to happen, we need to. Uh, you'll you'll need to get to a, a shop for this. Any good okay. independent, any dealership can handle this. They're going to drain the tank completely, put fresh fuel in there, then pump some of that fuel through to flush the lines with that clean fuel, and then basically just put the lines back together and sit and crank the engine until it flushes all the diesel out with the fresh fuel and gets the car running. That's the basic simple answer. A lot okay. of shops are going to try to charge a lot of extra. They're going to say, oh, you need to do spark plugs, you need to do injectors, you need the injector flush, you need this, right. you need that, the other thing. Yeah. You tell them no. I simply Approximately want you... what would be the cost of a fair, a fair uh, job? Uh, I'm going to say on the average, you'd be looking at about five to $600. The, it should okay. be no more than that. Tell them you simply want them to flush the system out completely with fresh fuel, refuel the tank with fresh fuel and basically you're just going to need to drive it for a lot a while it's going to smoke a bit it's going to run a little bit rough for you know a day or so okay. as it works all that out and once it gets all that diesel out of there you're going to be just fine and chair what you should do because now you've got an idea of what it should cost is be sure to get a quote up front as to what they're thinking about and uh you might want to check with two or three places uh, reputable places uh before you let somebody loose on it without a price because when the, when you don't get a price up front that's when you get yourself in trouble exactly yeah, I guess it's good. i actually have had a, a quote of about a thousand dollars more than what you just said so they're out there. Um, does your will your can your dealership do this repair? Oh yes, we we okay. see them all the time. Well, okay. Well, that's good to hear. I would rather have a dealership that's got a great reputation take care of it for me. For do do you know how much diesel she got in it? Uh, it was probably less than a gallon. Okay. Um, does the car still do, is it still running right now? Does it run normal? Uh, it was, it ran, the person ran it from where they, where they first realized what it was to a parking spot at a mall and left it there. So it rode for maybe a quarter of a mile and then it got all rough and ready and, and stalled. Yeah, that's, that's when it started picking up because the, the diesel will sink to the bottom of the tank and the gasoline is being more refined is lighter and it'll get on top. Uh, yeah, so they, they should be okay with just flushing it out and then flush clean fuel through it and you'll be all right all right that's wonderful i really appreciate that advice uh that's what i was hoping to hear thank you we appreciate you chip give us a call again we're going to go to steve and he's <coughs> calling us from palm beach gardens good morning steve oh uh, yes good morning got good a morning. quick question for you you hear me okay yeah yes we can hear you loud and clear uh, uh, two things. We were at Earl Stewart's Toyota over there on US-1, and I noticed I'm trying to buy a 
can be a few years old or a new six-cylinder Camry. And they, everyone I look at is, is, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. They're not making the six-cylinder Camrys anymore. Oh, they're not. Right. So that's that was my question. They were like ten thousand dollars more than a four-cylinder, and I couldn't figure that out. Well, that answers it. that answers the question. Uh, coming going forward, uh, they're all going to be four-cylinder hybrids, um, and uh, starting uh, next year, there won't even be a gas version. However, if you are looking for the six-cylinder, you got your heart set on it. Uh, yesterday, I finished inspecting a uh, V6 TRD Camry. Mm. That is on our used car lot right now. Is that the black one? Yep. You've already looked yeah, at it, huh? Steve? Well, I looked at it online. Yeah, it, it's a, Steve, just out of curiosity, I'm, I'm putting on my car dealer hat now. Who did you speak to at my dealership that didn't inform you that they're not building the six-cylinder camera anymore? Well, I, 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 this is all online, although we were there... Um, I, I wanted. I was kind of just hoping to see a new Camry in the showroom, and of course, that showroom of yours is very busy. Yes. And there's not much room in there for anything but sales. You know, it's a nice dealership, but every time I'm there, it's kind of cluttery to me. Uh, I'm kind of used to smaller towns. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. uh, but but the six cylinder thing, I, I I didn't know that they were yeah. discontinuing them. I really, I test drove one there years ago and loved it, oh. and I said, well, I'll get one, and now the time is right to get one, so if I don't jump on one soon, I won't be able to get one, it sounds like, and that's... that's yeah, I'm not sure what it was the last year it was. What year is that uh, TRD you're talking about? 22. 22. Either 22 or 23. Yeah, so, yeah. 22, I think, yeah. So they're, so they're a $10,000 premium for the six-cylinder, Have I got that about right? Yeah. Okay. All right, that's it. Uh, I was kind of, we listen to your show all the time, and uh, it sounds like a good dealership to buy a car from, but boy, I, you know, it's almost like you need a map to find your way around there. It's kind of busy place, <laughs> but uh, it, it, is, it is what it is. Yeah, but, we should, uh, we'll provide this. We'll put some we, 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 we build. Uh, we built that dealership because Toyota put a gun to our head and said you had to keep building yeah. a builder bigger and bigger. I fought it for a long time, but uh, all the manufacturers make the dealers they build dealerships that are bigger than we need, but uh, we have a contract with them, and basically we have to do what they tell us to do with regards to the building. So uh, you're right. It is. It is too big. We all agree. I got one other. I got one other question for you. Are the, do you negotiate there? Or are those prices fixed? We have a to set um, one price. Um, um, we price it. Well, actually, we're priced them pretty much below the market now because no one's uh, below MSRP yet. But uh, yeah, it's one price, no negotiation, and no junk fees. It's just the price and sales tax and tag okay, fee and your right. tag fee to the to the county. So, so I can't uh, I can't negotiate with them. You say uh, you can you can try. And we'll just <laughs> smile at you. <laughs> okay. This All makes right. it real All easy, right. Steve. You know, whenever a yeah. potential customer comes in, you know, they know exactly yeah. what they're okay. getting. Sure. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. I know you probably got a lot of people holding. We were holding for quite a while. So thanks for answering our question. Thank for you, Steve. Around. Have a yeah. great. Give us a call again. Our number is 877-960-9960.
Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Or go to Your Anonymous Feedback. That's a great way to get in touch with us. YourAnonymousFeedback.com. We're going to go to Deck in Boca Raton. Good morning, Beck. Good morning, everybody. Nancy, I just want to mention to you, you've got a great radio voice. Pardon me? You have a great radio voice. Oh, well, thank you. And I thought that from the very first show, by the way. Is that right? Yes. Mm. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Anyway, the last time I called, I called about AutoNation, but I'm not going to talk about AutoNation today because whatever happened with it is good for me, but that's the way it is. But I do have a question, one question for Rick, please. Uh, to start, uh, Rick, I'm, I noticed on my uh, 2007 Lexus RX350 that it's making a rumbling sound when I make turns on the front, and I've come up to the conclusion that it's the control arms and the bushings look worn on the control arms. So I was going to ask you if I was going to change those, which I would do myself, um, if I bought aftermarket products on that, would that be okay? Uh, I mean, if you're doing it yourself, aftermarket, you know, you're you're totally fine. But, I mean, that is quite a job. That's quite an undertaking for control arms because uh, it's, you know, doing it yourself on the ground, that, that's going to be a um, pretty good job. Yeah, there's a lot of bolts, I see. I looked at it. There's yep. a lot of bolts and... Yeah, I understand that end of it. Now, you're, you're planning on replacing the entire control arm, right? Correct. Yeah, because trying to press the bushings in and out of that, oh, no, no bueno. Uh, yeah, you, it can be done. It, it definitely <clears throat> can be done. Um, I would highly recommend go somewhere and have an alignment done afterwards because obviously, yeah. you know, minor changes in them, your alignment's going to be a little bit out when you get done. But, yeah, yes. that's... That's it's quite a job, but yeah. Okay. Um, my second thing I just want to bring up here. I think Earl might, I might get Earl's hair standing on his head. But when I was uh, rather young in Europe years ago, we had this little thing called a dynamo on the back of a bicycle, and it used to light the to put the lights for the lights on the front and the back. It used to spin when the back of the wheel was spinning. And it created energy. But my idea is, why can't we put that on a Tesla and generate energy for the battery on a Tesla? Well, you probably could. The question would be the amount. And uh, there are a lot of ways you can generate electricity, but some of them are uh, just you won't get the job done. The uh, uh, vehicle requires a lot of uh, power, horsepower, torque, and uh, uh, you can, you can kind of supplement the energy, and there are ways that they do that now with uh, even induction and uh, solar panels in cars, but uh, there's nothing to beat a, a battery, right? I mean, a, a, good, a good battery with a 350-mile range, uh, right now that's the status that you have to have to have a successful EV. Okay. Well, 
just an idea. I think it was called. It is, yeah, and that will happen. I mean, eventually there will be something. It'll be we'll be taking hydrogen out of the air. We'll be taking. We'll be doing something because technology is just exploding now. So I I I can see a battery uh, 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 electric vehicle without a battery. I I don't know how it's going to happen, but. Uh, if you'd asked me 20 years ago about electric vehicles, I'd say there's no such thing. It won't happen again. But uh, technology is surprising everybody every day. Mm-hmm. Well, if we come up with some some item yep. and we we take it public, I want to have that guy Stu as the CFO. He looks like a real money guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Many thanks. Many thanks. Many thanks for everything. And uh, I'm going to enjoy the rest of the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, Thank hey, you so much. I have a quick correction before we jump somebody. I, I was going to ask the question. Yeah. The, the TRD is the the, yeah. still, the the Toyota Racing Development, yeah. which is kind of a, a rare bird. But, um, yeah, they still make that in the V6 for now. Um, yeah. I went and checked. Oh, okay. Yeah. All the other, they used to have them in the VX6 LE and the V6. That, that's all been discontinued. Okay. Thanks so much for calling. We'll talk to you again. Have a great weekend. Uh, we are going to, uh, well, first let me mention again that, li- ladies, if uh, you give uh, us a call this morning, if you give us a call this morning, you can win. If you are a first-time caller, the two of you, two ladies, can win themselves $50 this morning just by calling and saying hello or share your experience with us. We would most appreciate it, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And um, if you haven't picked up that October edition to Consumer Report, you should, because uh, they have uh, tested the safest cars. And not only that, they have a list of the safety features that are most important whenever you do purchase your car. 877-960-9960. And like I said, you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Meg, and she is calling us from Wellington. Good morning, Meg. Good morning. Welcome back. I listen to your show. Thank you. So I have a question. I purchased a used Acura uh, RLX and same records, everything were good, but they cannot figure out how to turn my TPMS lights off. I changed all of them. They said that with the sensors and I had all four replaced hmm. and they can't figure out how to turn the light off. Hmm. Any thoughts? Black electrical tape. Did you have the sensors programmed at the dealership? No, this was, I bought it from a private person. Right. And Um, I brought it to Tires Discount, and they said, yes, that is, you know, there were three of them that were bad. I said, just replace all four of them. And they can't figure out how to turn it off. They tried everything, and they said, I'm sorry, we can't figure it out. Yeah, you probably will have to go to a, no, don't, well, Let's see. Try try this first. Don't go to Acura first. Go to a Honda dealership first. Because Acura is simply the upgrade to Honda. They may be able to program the sensors there. I know with, with Toyota, our sensors, we have to have a special uh, scan tool dedicated to Toyota that we have to go okay. in and, and retrieve a code from the sensor. 
and then tell the computer this is the code that you're going to look for. And it's it's kind of like pairing a Bluetooth to your car, uh, but you have to have the, the codes off the four sensors and program it to the car. Um, and we, ha we have special tools that can pick those codes up with it. Uh, let's see. We have new information coming from yeah. from the internet. That I'm I'm sure they would have already tried this one. Okay. Uh, which is turning the key on and press and hold the reset button on it. But if the sensors have not been programmed, they ain't gonna do anything. That won't work. Nice um, try, Dad. Okay. Yeah, I, I would start with a Honda dealer. Why don't you say you're sure they try? You say they sure they've tried it. Do you know it says here? I just googled it. The first thing that popped up was. I turn the key to on, now press and hold the reset button until it blinks three times, fully start the car, and let it run for about 20 minutes. Do you know that uh, someone has already tried that? Well, they had the car for a couple hours. Yeah. They're doing so something. <laughs> I would hope they did. They, they said we're going to reprogram. They gave me a quote, how much it would play, um, cost to replace all four of them and reprogram them i said okay do it and had the car for a couple hours got the car back it didn't go off they said give it a few days <laughs> gave it over 10 is it, days is that something that they would really it, do yeah. give it a few and then days. when i brought it in they said again and i said it's not working they said bring the car by we'll look at it the gentleman was nice, and he said, uh, we've done everything we can, and we can't turn them off. My guess is they he didn't use done. Google, so uh, Google it and give them the answer, then bring it back in and say, now try this. Because I've, I've said, there's three or four sources of Google, and they're all identical. They say exactly the same thing. So That might have been in the ASC uh, training manual, though. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, they're... So... Either or, I, uh, I I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to cross this guy over here. But I th say bring it to the Honda dealer. <laughs> well, <laughs> this yeah. first guy already had their shot. <laughs> yeah, we take it to the Honda dealer and let the Honda dealer look at the Google. I, you know, I'm what I'm saying today. In my introduction for those who didn't hear my introduction, cars are so complex today. Google how to program uh, it. A lot of people, including the technicians, don't know what's going right. on. But Google how to program uh, the TPMS. So I do yeah. though. Yeah. yeah, Rick knows what's going on. Rick, yeah. Rick knows what's if going on. If you Google on. it, it'll say to program it, they're going to say you're going to need a, 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 an OEM scan tool of some sort. Yeah. Hey, Meg, <laughs> uh, I think it's a great yeah. idea for you to take the uh, information uh, that we just shared with you today and go back to that uh, dealership. It uh, might be, well, somewhat intimidating. Nothing like a woman to get things done, right? Correct. <laughs> you're right, Nancy. All right, well... Thank you for the information, and I enjoy your show every day to work. Thank you most. Have a great weekend. All right. Hey, 77-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, I was talking about the Consumer Report earlier. There's a lot of information in the Consumer Report. They have an article uh, that they did on junk fees. Uh, we also uh, were taking a look at the five safety essentials that are on uh, in that October edition. And the automatic, number one is automatic crash notification. Two, improved handling. Um, isn't this great? Uh, automatic emergency brake, that's the AEB. And then there's the uh, more protection for, guess what? The rear seat passengers, boy, do they need it. So pick up uh, that October edition and you'll find everything that you need this weekend, and uh, they do have the safest cars also. 
Okay, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And Jonathan has alerted me that if you want to watch us live, go to YouTube, Earl on Cars, and you can see us right there. For now, Facebook uh, is uh, down. So uh, we're going to go to Marty. He's a regular caller. We love talking to Marty. Good morning. Good morning. I missed you for the last couple of weeks. I just felt really bad when I saw your text asking if we were live, but how, how would we answer that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought you'd answer it on the phone. Oh, yeah. But anyways, I got two items. First of all, I got a big insurance increase, so I said I'm going to try USAA and see what their price was. They were only $2,800 more than I was paying now. So... <sighs> Anybody, wow. I, I don't have any idea how people think that that's a cheap car insurance unless you have uh, something, but that they were terrible. Uh, Marty, what uh, what what deductible are you uh, asking uh, for quotes uh, on? 200. How much? 200. 200, yeah, well, that's pretty low. That's too low. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's, be, it's yeah. the same one I've got and the I mean, one I'm paying 2600 on a year. And they want it fifty four hundred. Yeah, more and more people are what they call going bare with auto insurance, and uh, you have to own the car with no financing available right. to even uh, be able to do that. But uh, it's uh, it, we've reached a point where the insurance is so high that it's almost unaffordable uh, for a lot of people. So I, yeah. I, I can't. I'm, I'm shocked at USAA. Uh, I think um, if you. Uh, Keep on trying. There is, I, I assure you, uh, how, how many quotes have you gotten so far on your insurance? I got a couple other ones that were all higher than I'm paying, so I'm just sticking Would with you my... say you've had a total of more than five quotes? No. Well, no. Get, get, get 10 or 15. I mean, I know that sounds nutty, but uh, uh, you'd be surprised the, vari the variation. There, there, are out, there are companies out there that will shop your insurance uh, for you. And I, uh, I don't even think they charge a fee. I think they'll get their their remuneration from the insurance company. But if you can, uh, maybe we can uh, get you the name of one of those companies and shop around because uh, you're, you're you know you're in a seller's market. The insurance companies are gouging. Uh, they're taking advantage of the mentality. See, right now we all when you know there's nothing makes uh, a seller happier than when the uh, the, the commonality of the buyers is, oh, prices are really high. That way, when you walk into the store, car dealerships or insurance companies, you're expecting a high price. So uh, you just have to try a little harder. I, I'd, love to, I'd love to see you try at least five more and see what right. happens. We'd love to hear from I got you. A, I, got, I got one other quick question for Rick. I'm going to try to stump him on this problem. <laughs> Rick. Okay, Marty. I turn my I turn my left turning light on, and my windshield wipers go on. What's the vehicle? Twenty twenty Toyota Camry. Hmm. Are you sure it's the right lever, Marty? Stump Rick. He stump Rick. You have most likely lost a ground wire going up oh, to the combination switch. You're just making that up. No. <laughs> well, you know what? I came in to, and I talked to somebody at your dealership. They told me, just make right turns. 
Uh-huh. Well, that works too. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the wiring harness that comes up the steering column there, it's going to have one ground wire that's going to split off to go to those two separate switches, because you got turn signals on the left side, wipers on the right, right. and if the ground wire has broken somewhere past that split point, it's going to back feed through there, and it could very easily turn the wipers on. That's right. I'd be, I'd be looking at the ground wire. Rick's a it damn genius. All the amazing. Time. Yeah, I, it yeah. doesn't happen all the time, yeah. so I can't recreate it. If I came in there now and turned the left, uh, you know, turned the signal on, it probably wouldn't happen. Yeah. But my question is, is that a big job to find? Uh, it can take a little time because what's most likely happening is that um, that wire is partially broken and it's making good contact sometimes. And then other times it's like stretching a little and not getting a good contact. Well, how much are going to cost to reattach a ground wire? I take them 12 hours to get to it. Well, actually, no, if we just wanted to try a quick test of it, I would just tap a new ground wire on somewhere, run it to a piece of bare metal, yeah. and say, see what happens. Okay, and if it, and worked, if it one worked, hour labor. If it worked, how long would it take to? It cost them 150 bucks. One, one hour labor, 150 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, the problem is, right now it doesn't happen all the time, so you could say it's fixed, and it's not fixed. But but Rick's little test will determine if that's if his hypothesis is, is oh, correct. Okay. Right. You just right. you tap a new ground wire on there and say, go and see see now. What Try happens? It. And if it doesn't right. happen anymore, problem solved. Yeah. Hey Rick, right. it, wouldn't it be something if he could uh, take a picture and catch all that? You know, it, 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 I mean, you would have to have reflexes like a cat. No, no, he could wear a GoPro but... on his head like Earl used to, <laughs> yeah. and just record every minute of his life. All right, well, what hey, I'm hey Marty, is, Marty, yeah. uh, what can you mention uh, the uh, insurance uh, companies uh, that you uh, you know went to or you got a bid from? Well, the only one is my current one is Allstate, and they raised me. But the, I, when I went to USAA, I said to the guy, "Listen, I'm, I don't want to." That was only a fifty-four hundred dollars is only a six-month quote. So that's over $10,800 for a year. So I said to the guy, well, are you sure you have a computer that works? Uh-huh. You know. Yeah, definitely. I was just amazed at Consumer Reports, uh, as you heard the past couple of weeks, you know, uh, or maybe a month ago, that how their report uh, turned out, you know, the you know their survey results. And a USAA came out on top on top and i would imagine there's you know there's more to it than what they're reporting like earl pointed out to you yeah. uh you know and also njm uh insurance group and there's uh insurance groups on this list that i've never even heard of so yeah well and, i'll try like earl said i'll try a few more and see what they come up with yeah, yeah it's a good idea thanks so much marty we love talking to you all right, stay on the air, please. Thank you. We will indeed. <laughs> don't get injured. Don't have any more surgeries, Nancy. 877-960-9960, uh, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. You know, don't forget, you can text us <laughs> at 877-960-9960, uh, and your anonymous feedback, don't 
forget that. And ladies, I'm still waiting to hear from somebody. First two new lady callers, $50 this morning. Just give us a call. Okay, uh, we have uh, Gary calling from Jupiter. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. Good morning. I have a quick quick question for Earl. Okay. Uh, Does your dealership honor Southeast Toyota coupons? Southeast Toyota what? What kind of coupons? Oh, coupons. It's a conven- conventional oil change. Yeah, we honor coupons, yes. Yeah. We, we, you yeah, honor I, yeah. They're, 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 uh, this is an interesting question. I'm, uh, before you, before you uh, get into the subject, uh, we, we have no uh, power to um, restrict their coupons that they, that they have for our service department. And the, the objection I had to Southeast Toyota and Toyota manufacturer is the fine print. And we, we don't like coupons with fine print, and that's, that's the way they are. But it's always been a source of argument between me and Southeast Toyota when they start sending national well, ads out or regional ads there's out. There's also, like issues, most dealership service departments charge a junk fee in there. Uh, they call it shop fear environmental. So a lot, of, a lot of times, most dealers who honor the coupon, I'm not, I'm not trying to make you feel bad about using it at our place. You can use it at our place, but um, most other dealerships have a way to recoup the discount that they have to give you through the with the coupon. If you follow me, there's an extra junk fee at the end. There's of the a junk fee at the service department, and the all the other dealers charge it, and we don't. And so, as Stu said, uh, uh, they deliberately put a low price in on the coupon. Obviously, that's the reason you want to have a coupon, to get a low price. And then you expect a low price, and you come in, but the fine print says uh, there's a shop fee, miscellaneous uh, supplies fee. It's lower than it otherwise would be at that dealership. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we don't charge that, so we get hit. We get kicked in the butt by it. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I purchased a Toyota from your dealership. And I've had my service work done there ever since. I appreciate it. And, and ever since I purchased Toyota, uh, I've been getting emails from Southeast Toyota oh, yeah, yeah. with these coupons. Yeah, yeah. They they push the uh, service because they sell us the parts. So if you get an oil change, uh, the You're Toyota dealers come through Southeast Toyota. They're selling, getting the uh, they're getting paid for the filter. Yeah. They, they love uh, they love us to sell uh, batteries because they sell us batteries. They sell us tires, and Southeast Toyota is a regional distributorship that is contracted with Toyota. They also charge us more for the cars than the other Toyota dealers. If you if you're in New York, you pay Toyota less for a Toyota than if you live in the Southeast United States. That's a that's a secret that nobody wants you to know. But they uh, Southeast Toyota does charge its dealers the five Southeastern states more than the Toyota dealers in the rest of the United States pay. So if, so if I bring this coupon in from a service, then I can get the coupon price. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With no shop fees added, (laughs) no junk fees. No shop fees. Absolutely, Gary. And uh, Gary, uh, stay tuned for our mystery shopping report uh, this morning. That will come to uh, the audience at about 9.30. Uh, Just an example of uh, this uh, fine print. It's just uh, it gets worse and worse, and uh, it's just uh, a nuisance. And uh, we went out to, uh, I believe it was McKee's Rocks, Pennsylvania, uh, right, Stu, at... uh, Jeep Dodge. Yeah, near in the Pittsburgh area. Yeah, Jeep Dodge Ram. So stay tuned for that this morning.
Okay, I sure will. Thank you very much for your information. Thank you, Gary. It was great hearing from you. Ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Give us a call, 877-960-9960. We're going to go to John in Palm City. Good morning, John, and welcome. Good morning to everyone. Good morning. Uh, We mentioned today Consumers Report. Each issue gets more fabulous than the other one. (laughs) The December issue just came, and this is how they update on everything. They had a test. Well, they tested a lot of products. And on page 42, they updated the common type of battery, which is a Series 24 and 24F. They updated it and from July 2023 this year. They recommended for that number for the Series 24. The Napa at that time, I think the Napa was a, I don't know what model exactly. It was a legend. Now the new report. It says Interstate, Interstate MTP-24 Megatron. Now, if I remember correctly, I think Interstate is sold by Costco. Mm-hmm. And, and they recommend that. They gave that. That's updated from the July issue, a score of 86. And I think uh, Is that 99. the top? With the, is the uh, Interstate the top one? I don't know if it's the top one, but they say it's an MTP-24. Dash twenty four, and they listed in there was one hundred twenty five dollars. Hey, good info. So it's called a Megatron. So I just want to say how they're on top of everything, and we all know that fabulous issues of consumers. And then the second thing I want to mention: three weeks ago, Nancy herself mentioned the battery tender. So I have a neighbor that just came back six months exactly that they were gone. From their place in New Hampshire, they had their car uh, on a battery tender. They came in, and they started it up on the first shot. Nice. The battery tender was left on there for the six months. But, again, I recommended to them that they still got somebody, I'll do it even, to just move the car because they had flat spots on yeah, the tires. But after a few miles, they weared up, you know, wore it out, and it, it made it even. But again, Nancy mentioned this battery tender, which is very reasonable price. And here it is, six months and bigger. Perfect. First shot, the car started up. Oh, right. thanks so much, John. Um, well, uh, I love when a plan comes together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> evidently, everyone heard about it. And uh, what a great story. You know, nothing like coming back from your vacation and being able to start your car up. Thanks for On that, John. the very first spot, very start, boom, yeah. right over. So yeah, boom. That's a fabulous story. There yeah. it is, boom. <laughs> yes, I wanted to okay. mention that, and that thanks to Nancy Stewart bringing up that point. There right you on. go. <laughs> thanks, John. Thank you, guys. Welcome back. Have a great you, weekend. John. Thank you for that. We enjoy your company. Uh, ladies, $50 for the next two new lady callers. You win yourself $50. I'm going to go to Patty, who has been waiting from Fort Lauderdale, and she is a first-time caller. Good morning, Good morning. Patty. Good morning. Good, you won yourself morning, $50, Patty. Great. Yeah, and if you, st- if you stay on the line after we're done talking and share your contact information with Jeremy in our studio, he'll give it to me, and I'll get that check out to you. Beautiful. Um, I try to li- I try to listen in the morning. I don't always catch the show, but I have been. Um, and I just wanted to say hello and thank you for the information that you all give. I'm having a little car trouble myself. Mm-hmm. I um, go to turn the ignition, and 
it doesn't do anything. And then I turn it again, and it doesn't do anything. And then I turn it again, and then it starts. I just had a new battery put on the car, and now I'm thinking it's either the ignition switch or the starter. Just don't know how to go from there. My 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 car my car does say re reset your key, um, and then I heard just yesterday if you turn the key like six times back and forth, maybe that'll reset the key. Just not sure what I should do. Uh, what type of car is this? This is a 2011 Ford Focus. Okay. Seventy one thousand um, seventy one thousand miles on it. The first thing I'd, I would double-check is make sure the battery terminals are tight. Uh, just, yes, they are. Okay. Uh, the next thing I would be checking on this is the ignition switch itself. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know about the reset situation because I'm not too familiar with Ford's immobilizer setup, how, how their chip keys are operating. Um, but I, if, if they say cycling the key on and off a bunch of times, might reset that. I would give that a try. That's only take you 10 seconds to do. Uh, but yeah. yeah, the next thing I'd be looking at is make sure the connections are all tight at the ignition switch and possibly the switch itself. However, when you turn the key and it doesn't start, do you hear any sort of a click from under the hood? Well, I, I didn't for a while, and then I went to the store and bought a new battery, and the guy says, yeah, it's ticking, which I couldn't hear from the inside of the car. But there again, the, the battery finally really died. So then yeah. I could hear the clicking. So then I put in a new battery. Everything's nice and tight. Still have the turn ignition problem. And I think maybe I wore the battery down, or it was three years, and I needed a new one. But I uh, yeah, I have a Batteries can fail in Florida just about any time, really. And unfortunately, we see a lot of them get what's called a a, uh, uh, a dead cell inside. And when that happens, that battery will just quit. It'll it'll be strong as an ox one day, and the next day, just it's gone. Um, oh. As a matter of fact, I just had to put a new battery in my truck two days ago, and it was only four years old. But, you know, they, they can go quite easily. Um, yeah, I, I'd be looking at the ignition switch next and okay. looking to make sure the contacts are all tight and that it's getting a, a good voltage signal across that ignition switch. Okay. So just take it in and let somebody say, I think it's, uh, I mean, I say, I think it's the ignition switch and go from there. And yeah. The, turning the key on and off, I just Googled that. Uh, is the way to reset the ignition switch. I'm looking at it right now, and there's wow. a there's a uh, eight step uh, procedure, which is uh, you know it's really interesting about you turn it off, you turn it on for so long, but uh, you might just uh, just uh, Google that the reset the ignition switch for your Ford uh, 2012 and and in the model. And uh, you can follow the instructions. You sound like you're pretty savvy mechanically. So uh, if you if you Google that, you give that a try. There's about eight steps. You might be able to reset that switch. Okay, that's good news for me if I can fix it. I'm I just you know I'm just to have that naturally, but I don't know everything. You know. It sounds like you know enough, Patty. I got goosebumps just listening to you. That's fantastic. Well, you, you just said that you were when when you hang up, you're going to figure this out 
You know what? I bet you will. Well, I have a T-shirt that says, I don't use Google because my wife has all the answers. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> uh, you know what, Patty, Patty, he can't find that shirt anymore. I don't know, something, <laughs> somehow, some way, you know, they came into our house and the only was, thing that the they stole was right. the shirt. Was, That's was, right. It happens. It does happen. This is, <laughs> I, I never, I'm, I'm 60-ish, and I never used to Google. Everybody kept saying, Google it, Google it, Google it. And now I've been on the Google for like two years. Good for you. And that's my favorite saying to them yeah google it yeah you'd, so you'd that, be amazed how much information is on it's youtube a, it's endless it's, it's just great. really endless it's amazing and sometimes you'll google something and you feel like as if that you know oh geez why didn't i think about this before google yeah. use google <laughs> yeah. okay patty Thank you so much, you guys. It's your first time calling, right? You're you're welcome. Yes. Yeah. Don't forget uh, to get uh, stay on the line with Jeremy. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, have a great weekend. Thank you for calling. Uh, fifty dollars. I have uh, fifty dollars for one more female caller, new caller this morning at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and you can text us at seven seven two. Four nine seven six five three zero. Don't forget, I mentioned earlier that uh, you can't watch us live on FaceTime this morning. You'll have to go to uh, YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Thanks, Rick. Yep. Uh, so uh, we're going to go to John, who's calling us from West Palm Beach. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. Uh, first thing I want to start off with is. Uh, the battery tender you're talking about, is that also called a trickle charger? Because that's what I know it is. Is it the yes. same thing? Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. I thought it was, all right, very good. And then the second thing is on the shirt, It the shirt, uh, um, I don't use Google anymore because my wife knows everything is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was the actual shirt that, that are all. And, uh, and then my last thing, I just... Um, I love the EVs. I love my Tesla. I drove by, and I've always been interested in the uh, Mustang, uh, uh, the Mox, the Mox, yep. Mach-E, and that. And I just saw that the dealership has a load of them sitting in the in the parking lot. No. Now, uh, over on Tenth uh, Avenue and uh, just past the expressway. Right. I, <laughs> Can you offer me verbiage? Uh, it, I want to go there and get a price on them. They're all, and, and they're about the same price as the the Model Y. But I don't want to pay for a Mustang Mach E when I get the Model Y for the same price because the model, you know, the Tesla, you know, is the is the industry industry standard as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So how could I get that Mach-E cheaper and not at the starting price of 48000 I mean, how could it, you know, how, how would I pit them against Tesla? And, and our dealers, you know, would they even be able to do that? I think you're better off just to shop another dealer. Uh, uh, you're right, Tesla is, uh, is uh, you know, they had a, their profits were off and the stock went down. 
and uh, that's because of the of the fact that uh, that they've been really cutting prices so much. They're forcing a lot of other manufacturers, even non-electric vehicle manufacturers, to lower their prices. So uh, Musk has got he's got so much money that uh, you know he can afford to play with it uh, and and uh, control the market. But well. You you you, def, you wouldn't want to buy a Model Y a Tesla. No, I I would, but uh, um, but I also like I I wouldn't mind having a Mach E, yeah. uh, but I don't want to pay this you know a price for you know that I could get the Tesla for. Yeah, yeah, they're... you know I, I'd rather. Yeah, I, I if you want to buy something and 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 use Tesla Y as a as a competitive thing. That that's okay, but you're better off to shop within that family uh, of, of the same make de- dealer uh, that you're trying to buy the car from. Dealers are pretty insanely competitive, and if you can get an out the door price from dealer A, you can bet that dealer B will beat it, and then dealer C will try to beat it. That's the only way to to drive the price down. Okay. Um, all right. Very good. You're Let welcome. Let me just stick. Sounds like Thank a you. good idea. Thanks, John. Have yeah. yourself a great weekend. You know, uh, this past week there was a question uh, that uh, a lot of women, a lot of lady callers, they, they called me and they were asking me what the most important question was uh, when they go out to lease or purchase, uh, you know, well, purchase, a, you know, a vehicle. And, um, you, you know, we talk a lot about how much, how much that vehicle will cost you in maintenance on the road per year, amongst so many other questions that you really need to ask. It's very important. And also these warranties that they try to sell, you know, what don't they cover? That's my favorite, my favorite question. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, for our male and female callers, uh, 877-960-9960. Text us at 772-497-6530. And we, speaking of ladies, we have a first-time caller, and her name is Elaine, and she's calling from North Pal- Royal Palm Beach. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning. How are you? We're great. Thank you for calling. You just won yourself $50. Nice. Yeah. Wow, so hard. when we're done talking, stay on the line. Talk to Jeremy in the control room. Give him your contact information, and he'll pass that along to me, and I'll get the check out to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. What can we do for you? So, well, this might sound silly, but I have no idea because it's never happened to me. But I'm, I'm thinking, what if it does? I have a uh, Nissan. Uh, 2014, and it's one of those um, that you have a um, um, like a remote to get into the car. Mm-hmm. And anytime it shows low battery, I go to the dealer and I get the the uh, battery change. But what happens if I don't go in time? Because I don't have a key. I don't have a key, and the door doesn't have a uh, a keyhole. How, how do I, you know, what if I'm out? I know that sounds really tough, but no. I don't know what to do. The door doesn't have any sort of a keyhole on the handle? Nope. What kind of car is it? Wow. It does not. Could be a Tesla. It's, 
Tesla, yeah. Nissan, she says. Uh, Nissan, yeah. It's a Nissan. Yeah, wow. That's odd because uh, normal, anytime you have a, a, a what's known as a smart start car, or it's push button start, uh, the key fob has a little removable mechanical key <laughs> that you can then use to unlock the door and get in the car. And then by holding the key fob directly up against the push button, you can step on the brake, push the button. As long as the fob is right up against it, it'll pick up the <coughs> coil in it, and it will start the car. Uh, but well, for getting into it, that's odd. But could it be hidden? Like, because I don't see it on the what, what year making, what, what year and model is it? It's, a, it's either a 2014 or a 2015. Okay. 20. Ultima. Ultima. Yeah, we're we're gonna Google that and find out where where that is because you definitely should have a mechanical key there that will let you unlock the door, and then if the battery in the key fob fails, ninety nine percent of the time you just hold it right up against the push switch, step um. on the brake and push the button, and it will start the car. Elaine, was that um, not offered to you whenever you purchased the vehicle? I don't recall. I've had it for, for okay. years. I think um, I'm looking at a picture of the door handles. There right. looks like there is a, a slot. Are, are you sure there's not a in your key fob um, a slot where a small little valet key is inserted into the key fob? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't have it with me. Oh, okay. We're actually, yeah, you can. We're actually on our way to a game. Yeah. My Usually, it's, it's going to be where the... The key ring is actually on the the little fob, you know where the ring goes onto the fob. Normally, right. that's the mechanical key, and there will be a little tiny switch. Usually, you slide it, or you push a switch, and it will release that mechanical key for you. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to play with it, but yeah. I'll see if I can figure it out. Yeah, and check for that uh, check for that valet key that's in the key pot. Yep. It, it it's, okay. it's kept right inside there, I know, because I took it right apart. Right inside there. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think you can do it, Elaine. You can do it. And oh, call yeah, back absolutely. if you have any trouble. Yeah. And Thanks. if you need any information, go to Google. <laughs> <laughs> I always go to Google. That's right. Elaine, have yourself a great weekend. It was uh, great Thanks. for you to give us a call. Thanks for supporting Thank the platform here for the ladies. And uh, yeah. it's amazing, as I mentioned earlier, word of mouth is just amazing. And uh, women uh, are a very important part of this auto industry. For any dealer to ignore that is financial disaster. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Have a great Have a weekend. Good Thank you. Okay. Um, 877-969-9696. And I think it might be time for me to take a break. <laughs> and the uh, text number is 772-497-6530. And uh, I'm through over here on the um, X screen. Uh, guys, do you have anything? I do. Um, we have, uh, well, I kind of feel bad because I think we confuse some people with our absence. Um, but I have a text from two weeks ago from Mamma Marie. <laughs> this morning she just texts and hope, hopes that we're all well. Oh, great. And let us know that we're coming through 5 by 5 on YouTube. Oh, cool. And the radio. Oh, great. Um, but she had an interesting question from, from before, and uh, we're getting around to it now. 
good morning. Beauty is, not, is in the eye of the beholder. Dealer showrooms are full of gorgeous, shiny new vehicles. Unfortunately, no automaker can have an entire line of beautiful vehicles every year in and out. Uh, sometimes a design will show up that makes one wonder, what were they thinking? I chuckled when I read that. Um, what vehicles would you say were so ugly uh, they might be considered cute? And Anne Marie's nomination is the American Motors Gremlin, and I agree with her. And in, this, in a similar vein, my, my nomination would be the Toyota Scion XB, which was just a, it shocked people, shocked me when I first saw it. It looks like a yeah. cube, and uh, but it was cute. It, what was it, it, it was, what, it was what cute. Was Pontiac before they went out of business? Aztec. Aztec. The Aztec. Yeah, Aztec. That yeah. was their, that, that. They jumped the shark with that one. Yeah, that was a, yeah. about as ugly as you they could They had get. some redemption because that was uh, a car featured in Breaking Bad um, about you know, a decade ago. Oh, yeah. And it brought some uh, you know, renewed attention on it. And every, oh, yeah. So I've actually seen one driving around recently. And I bet you they yeah. bought it because of Breaking Bad. Well, <laughs> yeah. What a series, huh? Yeah. yeah. The Gremlin was, a, was one. I always thought it was cute. It had so much glass, mm-hmm. um, like this weird well, hatchback. Classic, it was the Edsel. Yeah, the Edsel. They had some weird stuff on it. The AMC the pace, Pacer was the one that was yeah, like the, the, uh, the, 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 the Gremlin. AMC Pacer. Yeah, they, that was a dangerous car, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was. It was cute. It was ugly, cute, and, and very dangerous. The Volkswagen Thing. Oh, that's right. The Thing that looked like kind of like a tank material. I and, remember. And Similar to like, the Aztec. Yeah. Yeah, but that that really got that. Yeah, that crossed the line. Like a hot car. Oh yeah. Oh, they, yeah. Oh, they sold a lot, oh. really. Yeah. Oh wow. You know, wasn't Everybody that an amazing that. sound system, Stu, on the Scion yeah. when they first came out? I mean, they, they talk were, about woofers and tweeters. Yeah, they they woofed it up. They, wow. they wanted the kids to, to buy was, these cars. It was just amazing. Right? My favorite one that I saw was a fellow had a Scion XB that had been converted for a wheelchair. The back hatch would open, a ramp would come down. And he literally went right in the back of the car with his wheelchair, right up to the steering wheel. Wow. It was fantastic. I mean, here's this little economical car for the that yeah. a man in a wheelchair could get around easily around town wow. instead of having one of these massive vans yeah. with the big lift and everything. Yeah. It was fantastic. So, I, I thought that was awesome. Amazing. Thank you, Anne Marie. <laughs> You know, I th- I think I've upped you with the. Uh, you got to start using Chat GPT for some of these questions, because you know, I Google was you know they give you a lot of a lot of answers, and Chat GPT kind of narrows it down. I said, yeah, does the 2015 Nissan Altima have a key slot in the driver's door for a valet key? And it says yes. The 2015 Nissan Altima is equipped with a key slot in the driver's door to accommodate a traditional key, even if the vehicle is a push button start uses a key fob. So it's all there. Um, Here's another uh, text we have here. I thought it was interesting. I'm, I'm at, I asked Chat GPT to verify. It says the Florida Department of Transportation (FLDOT) has a self-insurance program. If you can show that you have forty thousand uh, dollars of net worth, hmm. I mean, if you have forty thousand, well, that's uh, it right uh, there. Where, where, did, where did you see that? <laughs> it was a, it was a text uh, from a uh, texter, no no name. I, I put it in. Uh, Let's Google that. I, I would chat GPT it. Chat GPT it. 
Um, it says Florida does allow self-insurance for motor vehicles under certain conditions. According to the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles, to qualify as a self-insurer, an individual must provide evidence of a certain net worth, which might change over time based on inflation or other adjustments. But, However, But you can't, you, you can't have the car financed. I'm waiting. For, well, I'm going to ask ChatGPT. Can this? Yeah, because uh, it's not the individual's decision. When you it's the finance a car, the collateral has got to be protected, so the bank's going to require insurance. And uh, you can go self-insured. Uh, uh, the, I never knew the, DM, the Florida DMV had anything to say about it. I mean, why? Well, that's right, because they, the, uh, they, they, they have to protect the other driver. So they're mm-hmm. going to let they're going to let you be insured, uh, self-insured for the other driver. Uh, PIP. It was that PIP insurance, PIP, personal yeah. injury protection. Yeah, PIP. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, ChatGP does uh, does agree with you. <laughs> That's only if you own the car outright. Uh, yeah. When somebody else is using it as collateral, it has to be protected, and therefore you got insurance. Insure. Okay. Where are we? I'm looking for more text here. Uh, we have somebody, we have Roy, Roy from Denver says, with, with respect to the lady with the Ford that doesn't start, um, have her either j- jiggle the transmission shifter or place the shifter in neutral and try again. Neutral position switch. Neutral position switch. certainly could do it as well, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I do, with every, everything I encounter that doesn't work, I've found that turning it off, jiggling it, kicking it, I've got a, a coffee maker right now. Nancy and I was driving as crazy as an espresso maker. And it, it, just when you really got to have that cup of coffee, it, it gives you error number 73. So I, I've, I have a whole uh, uh, routine, a list of things I do. I <laughs> pick it up and I drop it. I uh, unplug it, plug it back in. Sometimes I do it. So you, you just play with things. A lot of times you just play with them. And the, the computers, you don't know what you're doing to it, but you're, you're waking something up. It's called percussive maintenance. Oh, mm-hmm. percussive. I like that. You know, what really worked is I talked to her. I talked to oh. her in the morning, and I talked to her in the afternoon when she's getting ready to turn off. Oh. And I just let her know all the pleasures that she has that brought she us in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Some people talk to their plants. Some people talk well, to we Alexa. Talk, we tell Alexa, and when, to punish Alexa, we unplug her, right? No, <laughs> no, we don't do that. You can change her name. I, I swear at her, and then I unplug her. Constructive you can change criticism. You can call her computer, and yeah, that will work. Call her anything, yeah. She'll be purr, she's purring like a kitten. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I think there's some more over here. What do we got here? How do we get the coffee pots? I'm surprised we haven't had any uh, calls about the strike, the UAW strike. And I asked Jonathan uh, to... Uh, uh, put a picture up on the screen, and, and so we'll take this little hiatus here. If you can, uh, if you're streaming us, uh, we're going to put a picture of Sean Fain, who is the president of the United Auto Workers, up. And uh, I, I'm careful about talking about the strike because the 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 public is about. 50-50 split. Some people are rooting for the workers to get a big raise. Some are rooting for the uh, workers to go back to work and forget about the big raise. And you got people on the company side, the manufacturer side. Uh, I have this picture of Sean Fain, and he has um, a T-shirt on that says, Eat the Rich. So he's sitting here with a... And it was on the front page of Automotive News. Now, my point is 
that he is the designated negotiator for the auto workers of the big three, you know, Stellantis, Ford, and General Motors. And he has to reach a, a compromise. You know, you don't get what you want when you negotiate. It's like an ambassador. Uh, it's like the Secretary of State of the United States. Uh, even issues in the Middle East we have now. Uh, when you talk, when the when the uh, Israel is talking to the Arab countries uh, and the Palestinian, and you have, you, it's called diplomacy and negotiation. I su I submit that the president, Sean Fain of the United Auto Workers, should not wear a T-shirt in public that says "Eat the Rich." I suggest that's part of his negotiating tactics. Well, I I, I think what it does is it is it angers the other side, and I think you remember that a lot of people have to satisfy a lot of other people. And so you you try not to anger the other side. I I, I think it's part of his tactics yeah, to, to get reelected as, as president of the United Auto Workers. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's not part of his tactic to, to get the best settlement for the workers. I don't think yeah, that's going to happen. I thought he was trying to intimidate them yeah. into thinking he might eat them. Intimidation. is not Intimidation is not in the handbook is <laughs> not in the handbook for negotiators. You Helen, don't. You and me. Are you guys negotiating yeah. now? We're gonna. Oh, we had a heated talk about all this. Yeah. And I have another point. Uh, in the Tesla, uh, it's during probably the, during recorded. During the hiatus, automotive news. It was, we had a caller earlier that uh, asked Rick a question about a repair. I asked Rick how much it would cost. And he says, well, our labor rate's $150. It'll be about one hour. Cost you about $150. Now, the Automotive News, which is our, our trade journal, I say our as a car dealer, Automotive News is something that all car dealers read. It's something that all manufacturers read. It's international. And it's kind of like the Bible, you know, for this business, manufacturing and retailing automobiles. So. They have an instructive page in there. It's service and parts. It's in there every week. And it's tips to automobile dealers about how they should treat customers. So I have here a tip from Automotive News from a man named Stack. And the headline is, there are trust issues if customer asks for labor rate. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But basically, they say, if you train your customers and you train your service advisors and your service department properly, you never have to let them know what your labor rate is. <laughs> and and if you do a really good job, they won't even ask you what the labor rate is. If you do is. an now, entertaining enough shuffle dance, yeah. you can get, get yeah, around so, that. <laughs> so uh, it's called the smoke and mirrors. Now, for, for the trade journal. They call it that? Huh? They're calling it that? In, I'm calling it. Uh, oh, okay, geez. I'm calling it that. Uh, he, he, he says here, this means that helping the customer realize going anywhere but the dealership would be a mistake. Bad idea. And of course, this show, Anything I'm, I'm, I'm patting ourselves on our backs here. I'm saying this show tells you, you should know what it costs. You should know the labor rate. And you should probably check prices with independent mechanics. You should not necessarily just listen to the song and dance from the service advisor at the car dealership. But the thing that angers me is the, 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 when the automotive news uh, comes up with something like that, it's just not the right thing to do. It's just no. you know, stay away from that. Well, Let the car dealers fight it out. 
Yeah, I, I unsubscribe from NADA and all that. I'm, yeah. I'm bored by it. Your thoughts, um, Rick? Uh, you wouldn't want to hear them. <laughs> we all want to hear your thoughts. I got a quick uh, a question from somebody. I want to know about your degrees. I know that your degree at UF was um, in physics, um, but at Purdue um, it was um, industrial. Yeah, it was a Master of Science in Industrial Administration. It was a uh, basically a business course for engineers, scientists. So if you're a graduate scientist, I was a physicist. If you're a graduate engineer, I could be an electrical engineer. Anyone with an engineering or science degree can go to Purdue and get a degree in using your technical skills towards a master's degree in business. Okay, so industrial administration. Yeah, exactly, yeah. There you go. I answered the question. <laughs> but it's not a master of science, not a master of Yes, MS. Yeah. Yeah. Not an MA, an MS. MS, exactly. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, this is from this morning. I thought I was catching up here from, from the last couple of weeks. Um, Rick, this is probably up your alley. Says I have a 1998 Isuzu Trooper, a Trooper that I love. The alarm started going off intermittently, especially at night. The door locks work part time. I put batteries in the remote and manually tested all the locks, hood, and rear door switches. I've been googling the problem, and all I can get is how to disable it, which is which I don't want to do. I purchased an alarm uh, alarm sensor and relay, but they haven't installed it yet. Could this be the solution to fix it? It's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not saying whether it was installed as an aftermarket device or a factory unit. Right. If it was installed aftermarket, quite often what they do, they use what's called a a T tap to connect to the wires. Um, I would go back to each of those and double check, make sure they're getting a good connection, because they basically, it's a little plastic piece that wraps around the wire, has a little metal tab inside that will slice through the insulation and connect with the wire inside. Oh. But if it doesn't get a good connection, then you're gonna get weird operation. Yeah. So maybe somebody already tried to do that and it, it wasn't done well? Possible, right. very likely. I hope that helps. And I think we're not caught up. Ice cream at the dairy, oh, okay. <laughs> Ice cream at the dairy school was five cents a scoop. Um, that came um, from the, the texture you want to know your, your address. Did they have an ice cream at the dairy school um, in, in, at Purdue? <laughs> Say that again. Was there a what? place called the Dairy Scoop in, uh, in, uh, at Purdue in the town? Ice cream place that you knew about? Yeah, absolutely. Well, who is this? Uh, uh, do I have a name on this? Dairy texture? Queen, yeah. Yeah, there was. Okay, so it was five cents a scoop. <laughs> I don't have a name on the texture. Uh, um, that's Jay. I'm sorry. It's this well, is my from favorite Jane places. And a Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen, love, yeah. Love Dairy Queen, yeah. We, all, we grew up on that one. Dairy Queen with a curl on top. Okay. Oh, by the way, it is a factory unit on the trooper with the alarm. So um, mm, the next thing I'd be checking are the ground wires. There you have it. You'd be amazed at how often just one loose bolt holding that ground wire can, can cause all kinds of nightmare issues. Sounds Today, the ground wire has played a prominent role. All right, I'm all caught up. You got anything going over there on YouTube? Yeah, uh, well, well, I think let me just cl- clear something up that I, I oversimplified earlier is that the labor rate, and I, I said you should ask the labor rate, and you should. The thing to remember, the labor rates that car dealers have are, are not the clock hour. I mean, 
you know, why do they call it an hour? Uh, that's a good question. It's called the flat rate hour, and it comes from yeah. a handbook that you get from. You can buy the hand. You can buy a handbook that have is that have higher of hours uh, than uh, than the manufacturer's handbook would have on labor rates, and. Uh, the point is, it is a good job to get shop and compare not just the labor rate, but the actual cost of repair. And I, the point is that a skilled mechanic like Rick, and uh, I don't mean to insult you by calling you a mechanic, you're a, you know. I've been called worse. Yeah, I, I know you have. <laughs> I've called you worse. I'm only kidding. Earlier today, in fact. <laughs> you right. called him a grease monkey once. But uh, if you're skilled like Rick, uh, the flat rate, the the allocated hour for repair, Rick might be able to do it in a half an hour or 45 minutes. In fact, a good technician would typically be able to do it in less than the hour, the yeah. flat rate hour. So it's misleading. And so in that sense, it's really not a good idea uh, to, to get into the hours, but into the ultimate cost of the repair. Get your estimate yeah. in terms of Cost. And, and one other thing just to know is that um, a lot of um, common, you know, jobs, of, you know, rep- things like that, mainly maintenance, but some repair that are common, um, it's job price. So it's it's lower than the than the actual rate because they're competitive um, yeah. things. So yeah. it's usually you run into like a, a repair where you're, you're coming up against the dealers. Yeah, like, you're, you're, if you don't understand all that, here's what happens. Uh, you bring your car in. And uh, maybe you find out that it's, it's go, they're going to charge you two hours, and their hourly rate is $150, so it's going to cost $300. So you, you give them the car, they drive in the shop, you go in, you get a cup of coffee, and you come back out, and your car is finished. Well, it wasn't in there for two hours, and they're charging you for two hours, so now they think you're a bunch of crooks. Well, you might be a bunch of crooks, but it wasn't because it was out in less than two hours. Yeah. Uh, the right. price, the job price. As long as they're quoting you the est- an accurate estimate yeah. at the beginning, yeah. then the the hourly rate is an internal function. It's not a published yeah. thing that you come in and go, "Hey, how much is your massage?" Oh, it's you know, it's hundred bucks yeah. for an hour. I mean, the, 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 on the other side of the coin, you, you could get a really stupid mechanic that had no idea what he was doing, and the flat rate hours could be two hours. It could take him all day to fix it because he doesn't know what he's doing. But you still only get charged the two hours. So right. that's. A, Far, far more than you probably want to know, right. but I had to tell it's you. It's confusing, but it is definitely, it's more of an internal thing. You know, I would like to use it, you know what I'm saying, any other professional that charges by the hour, they advertise that, and you can calculate it that way. The service department, they don't say, oh, we advertise X number of dollars an hour. They say how much is that repair, and they're going to say it's $300. It'd be nice if the doctor charge you a certain amount to cure you. Right. You know, say, oh, you got, uh, you know, a... Uh, you could, problem. you could back into I'll that. I'll charge you $1,000 and I'll cure you. If I don't cure you, yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound right when they say no, it that. Sound that. Right. It makes you feel uh, you know, like uh, a car. <laughs> what's, what's really great right now is that, uh, you know, you can find yourself, at least we have, and uh, I'm sitting across from them, and that's a computer scientist. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, Earl wrote a column, and it was called A Good Mechanic is Worth Searching For. And uh, Rick's uh, t- talents are just incredible. Uh, how many mechanics do you know that have uh, 
uh, what is it, Jonathan? Is it, it's YouTube uh, that uh, Rick is engulfed in, and you can go there and you can watch all these videos. And uh, it's, it's just uh, an amazing, you know, the knowledge that you can learn. And you can see just how passionate uh, this uh, computer scientist um, AKA, I hate to even use it, uh, you know, mechanic is. So anyway, uh, go to Earl on Cars and take a look at, at the uh, column that he wrote. It was a good while ago, but uh, a good auto mechanic is worth searching for, and it is indeed. Okay, okay. Rick. Rick's yeah. got some. Oh, oh we, we got some, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Steckle's asking, did the hospital offer Nancy an extended service plan? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. Would right? you like to yeah. protect your investment? Yeah, I mean, that's a, see, here's a, the, our medical system uh, has a huge amount to learn, period. But they, they could learn from commercial endeavors. And they, they should be competitive. And uh, I'm not going to get political here, but I was so happy to hear our president uh, say that for Medicare, they're going to go out and get bids from 11 pharmaceutical companies before they price medication for for seniors and uh, Medicare. I mean, why the hell didn't we do that 20 years ago? Right now, it's highway robbery. So the, the medical system is is really just bogged down in stupidity and collusion. I think there was an collusion. actual law pre that prevented them from doing that. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. It was the pharmaceutical lobbyists that got that passed. Yeah, that, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, 11, oh, you talk about some good prices. You got 11 people bidding on a drug? Bada bing. It's coming yeah. way down, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think that, uh, Rick, do you have a, a quick uh, YouTube for us? Yeah, I, I got one interesting one. Uh, Steve Mag says, he, I've been reading about GM, Ford, Toyota, and Volkswagen cutting back on electric vehicle production mm -hmm. due to soft sales. What is your forecast for EV sales during the next five years or so? Well, they're cutting back because uh, Tesla is dominating the market. And uh, they're cutting back because Tesla's ahead of them on, on um, production techniques, uh, technology, uh, acceptance. I mean, uh, uh, there's a huge uh, 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 positive feeling about Tesla's. So they just encountered a monster and uh, that's the reason they're not selling the cars. I was shocked. Uh, it was one of the major manufacturers, Lucid. Yeah, Lucid. Listen to this. Uh, this will shock us, you, you Stu, and Rick and Nancy and Jonathan. In the last quarter, in the last three months, Lucid, national manufacturer of vehicles, worldwide Lucid, sold 1,457 cars. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we almost sold that many cars in the last quarter in, in one dealership. Oh, uh, yeah. And, 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 we, <laughs> and we did, to, actually. And to think, and to think that, so that's, that's what's going on right now. There's going to be a bloodbath out there. Lucid's going down. They're going to go broke. And uh, Ford, uh, either Ford or General Motors or Stellantis or somebody, they're not going to make it. But it's, yeah, they're, they're not selling cars, not because. Is anything wrong with electric vehicles? But because Tesla is eating their lunch, there's yeah. got to be a, a yeah. real alternative to that. Yeah. Uh, sp yeah. Speaking uh, on the same thing, uh, what? How does Jeep? Uh, they're losing quite a bit of money, aren't they? Uh, I the, uh, apparently they are, and I'm I'm yeah. shocked. I I thought they were making a ton of money, but Stellantis is losing a lot of money, and and Jeep is supposed to be 
Uh, I thought Jeep was their most profitable division, but I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't have the percentages in front of me right now, but I was reading about uh, a particular article on Jeep and how they were losing money. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Jeep, we are going to go to the Mystery Shopper Report uh, before Jonathan comes over here and does something crazy. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> he's in charge of keeping us in line (laughs) at any rate keep just moving along (laughs) we are going to go out to uh mckee's rocks uh uh, just outside of pittsburgh and uh agent lightning did another fabulous job as she always does and we went to uh correct me guys if this is incorrect deal 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 jeep dodge chrysler ram it's a good name for a dealer <laughs> there, <laughs> did you take a look at uh, who is the president of the uh, company? Uh, is it Bob Deal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess she is. Oh, she's uh, yeah, she's a uh, Karina. Oh, I didn't. Karina Dell, yeah. and it looks like her brother is the vice president. Ah. Yeah, nice. The deal siblings, the deal kids. My sympathies go out to her. She's got a big job. You want me to do the mystery job anymore? Well, I guess so. <laughs> okay. Okay, Mr. Car Dealer, hit it. <laughs> While watching the Sunday night Steelers game, I'm speaking as if I were Agent Lightning and I was in uh, Pittsburgh. While watching the Sunday night Steelers game, a local commercial caught my attention, especially being the enthusiastic Jeep girl I am. Now, I'll do a little editorial thing here. I'm not sure that was a local commercial. Um, we'll talk about it. I don't think it was. Uh, but it was uh, certainly, uh, she did see it, and it was uh, during this, you know, the Steeler game in Pittsburgh. So it seemed like a local commercial, maybe. Uh, it was for Deal, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and it promised 10% off MSRP. Uh, on a new Jeep Wrangler 4XES, that's uh, EV Jeep Wranglers, uh, electric vehicle Jeep Wranglers. Now, uh, that's a huge discount today in today's market yeah. off MSRP. I decided to check out Deal Chrysler Job Chrysler Jeep Dodge R, whatever that is. Ram. The, Ram, yeah. <laughs> they got like. It'd be yeah. like if wait, you know, it'd be like if Toyota named their thing. It's it's a uh, it's Camry Corolla Forerunner Rav4 uh, Highlander. Yeah. I mean, talking about marketing and confusing names. I know I'm digressing here, but here's a company called Stellantis that nobody knows who they are. Well, they are. I'll tell you who they are. They're Chrysler Job, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, and uh, and what's a Chrysler? When's the last time you saw a Chrysler? I saw a used uh, one the other day. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, at any rate, uh, this uh, this dealership is on the other side of Pittsburgh, just outside of the suburbs. Uh, they arrived, I arrived early in the afternoon. A lineup of uh, EV Jeeps greeted me at the front of the dealership. Spotting the, I love this, Earl Grey EV Jeep Wrangler Sport 4XE, <laughs> a model I'm quite familiar with. Where do they get these names? Earl Grey. Um, <laughs> That's a lovely, it's a great, it's a tea. <laughs> it's a really nice tea. I was drawn to it as I entered a salesman greeted me. Hello, my name is JJ. And we have a great grandson named JJ. How can I assist you today, JJ said with a smile. I saw a commercial during the Steelers game last night. Is this Jeep electric vehicle available? I asked. 
Yes, it's available. Would you like to take a look at it today? He responded enthusiastically. Uh, I, I nodded then added, I also saw a promotion during the game. Do you know if that offer is available here? Now, this is one of the reasons I suspect it was not a local ad. Because he said, yes, we do. Are you interested in leasing? We can provide the tax information up front off the MSRP if you do. Well, that's not the reason I think it was not. Uh, it's because they had to go check when they found out I had a copy of the ad. I said, I'm more inclined to buy than lease. Uh, we made our way to the Wrangler as we approached. JJ said, you seem to know a lot about Jeeps. Do you even need a test drive? I chuckled. It wouldn't hurt. Uh, the MSRP of the 2024 Jeep Sport EV was 55670 The Monroney label was affixed, which is refreshing. We've had a series of events where they were not affixed appropriately to the rear window, and, and there was no addendum to be found. So far, things are looking great. After a short drive, J.J., with a hint of hope in his voice, asked, So are you thinking of buying or leasing? He just asked me that. Buying, I responded firmly. Uh, he nodded again. Back inside of his desk, J.J. requested, Could I have your license, phone number, and email? I reached into my bag, did everything, and handed it over. I also showed him a picture I'd taken of their ad on my TV, the one with the 10% off MSRP. Now, I don't know if you've ever done that, but it's not easy to take a picture <laughs> of an ad on TV. I mean, you've got to be fast it's on moving. the trigger. And because they flash the fine print on in, in a heartbeat, and I'm an expert at that because yeah, I love to take You've taken a lot of them. I have yeah. taken a lot of them. Reflexes like a cat. But Nancy will hear a crash in the kitchen. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, I was trying to get a picture of the TV screen. I tripped over the stool. So that's... Uh, after providing the information, J.J. briefly excused himself. On his return, he said, Sorry to bother you, but I need to show you... I need to show your phone with the ad details to the sales manager. Now, that's... The reason I thought that it wasn't their ad, because uh, he's the guy probably said, "What is she yeah, talking about?" Yeah, exactly. I suggested he take a pic uh, uh, with his phone instead. Take a pic of my pic is what he, what she I said. I would have said, "I'll text it to you." <laughs> I didn't want to give him my phone, right. so he took a yeah, picture of mine. He left about eight minutes later. JJ returned his expression a bit crestfallen. Uh oh, I've got some disappointing news. JJ said. The promotion is only for the 2023 models. Sadly, we don't have any in stock, and we haven't for the last couple of months. The 2023s. Yeah, 2023. Yeah, we're all out of 2023s. All out of 2023s. And what, I mean, it is 2023, right? It is. I thought so, yeah. We're all on, we got all number yeah. 2024s now, though. However, my manager has an offer for you at invoice price. Whoa. Yeah, right. The infamous invoice. He slid a paper across the desk for me to review. He said it was the original factory invoice for this vehicle. It showed an original invoice of 55633 onto the worksheet, the proverbial worksheet. Top line labeled market value selling price was MSRP of $56,670. They showed a discount of 1033 making the adjusted price 55633 uh, what what JJ said was invoice. Then they added 9.99 for the famous Zurich Shield. 
Uh, I mean, Zurich, you know, that's a good name because Zurich, Switzerland, uh, reliable, sounds, honest. It sounds like banking. Neutral, yeah. Yeah, yeah. neutral, um, banking, yeah. secret bank accounts. And, and a 499 duck fee. The, you know, these are drug fees, of course. Wiping out the discount and putting a price a few hundred dollars over MSRP. Upon checking the fees, I pointed out I'm not sure about the Zurich shield. JJ quickly countered, handing me a sheet. There are a lot of benefits. It protects against damages like bird droppings, scratches, and more. Taking a deep breath, I replied, thank you for your time, JJ. I had a feeling this might be too good to be true. I might wait for the right deal. I understand, JJ responded, looking slightly disappointed. If you need anything, here's my personal number. Well, it's uh, one of the nicest things she, he could have said. I mean, that's good. He gave his personal cell phone number. I'll give it on the air, 412. Two seven five three eight one four. Call JJ for a good deal. <laughs> right. Anyway, I, I want to I want to uh, hold up this picture of the ad, and uh, you won't be able to see any better than I could see on the television. But that's the picture of the advertisement. You see the fine print? Of course, you don't see the fine print. <laughs> it looks like it's part of the road. You can't the, see the, the fine. Yeah, seat. it looks like part of the road, and I couldn't see the fine print with my magnifying glass. So I sent it to Jonathan here in the studio, and I sent it to Rick, and I sent it to Nancy, and I sent it to Stu. And Jonathan apparently has got this incredible ability. And none of us could read it, but Jonathan did. And he had to print it out twice, and he probably had a secret way, but he did He did read it. And this, this is the fine print exposed there. You'll never see that again. Now. In the fine print, uh, I'm, I'll, I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but basically, it's, this is a line I love. This incentive is offered by a third party. It could be anybody. A third party could be Rick. Somebody, this ad, <laughs> doing, this incentive is offered by a third party, anonymous third party, <laughs> and is subject to change without notice. So that's, that's, that's that is my favorite. So as soon as you, as soon as that ad flashed on the screen, a microsecond later, they could change the ad and they could change the price. I would love to see uh, that like put into now, action. <laughs> could you imagine doing a mystery shop? They go, well, yes, that was the ad, but if you see right here, it can change at any time. Yeah. It just changed. <laughs> and it goes on with uh, the qualifications for electric vehicle rebates, uh, your income. Uh, if you're a single filer, you have to have $150,000. Uh, a total joke. So, the, the I'm, I'm, who I'm beating up now is not is not the dealer, deal, uh, deal Chrysler Jeep Dodge, or whatever it is, <laughs> in in Pittsburgh. I'm beating up uh, Stellantis because I think that's a national ad, and uh, that is a uh, uh, you know if there's a lawyer out there that won't go after Stellantis, that's a, that's a big big fat target. I mean, one of the uh, big three automakers saying in the fine print that don't believe anything in this ad because because the third party did the ad and uh, I can change it immediately. I can change the price immediately. On this one on this one uh, screen that we have to. It said the only identifying thing it says jeep.com. There's no mention of the dealership, and usually a dealership ad will keep their name and website yeah. on as, vis as as long as possible because you got 30 yeah. seconds to 
get people to look at it. Yeah, this looks like a factory ad. I mean, from the look of the picture there. Yeah. Uh, that's. Uh, yeah, uh, you can still get that stuff. Though. Yeah. So anyway. Jeep Adventure Days. Maybe that's what it is. I'll look that up. Keep talking. So, so we're, we, we've got here on trial not just uh, deal uh, Jeep. We'll kind of just call it deal Jeep, and, and, and I'll just call it Pittsburgh. Uh, this is just the, uh, the Jeep dealer. It's the Jeep manufacturer, Stellantis. Um, or maybe a regional advertising groups do. That could be... Right, it, like they're... It could be a... It's, they're but, called a TDA. But, but whoever did this ad, they ought to hang them. I mean, this is just absolutely... Uh, I, I've, I've seen disclaimers and ads. Uh, I've seen a, a typical disclaimers that this price is only good through the end of the month. Or the end, you know, they'll give you a date. Uh, that's bad enough. This is... This is a national ad. I found it. It's called uh, yeah. Jeep Adventure Days. Yeah. And the incentives include things like 15% off MSRP, lease offers, 10% mm-hmm. off MSRP. So that's what she saw. So anyway, uh, remember when you when you vote on this, uh, on deal uh, Jeep in Pittsburgh, when you vote on this mystery shopping report, it wasn't don't hold ad. them responsible for the manufacturer of Jeep. Manufacturer of the Jeep or the regional advertising group or whoever ran this ad, you know, the, the, the TV station ought to be uh, on trial for this. I mean, you just, you, just can't, you just can't say anything you want in the fine print and, and have it legally valid. Yeah, why doesn't why, why the FTC and the state's attorney generals uh, yeah. uh, come, go after the uh, broadcasters that run these things? Exactly. So, Jonathan, thank you. Uh, you're the only one. Well... That knew what that said. The, uh, I, you think I'm joking? I, other than the anonymous third party who wrote it. I, I, I do want to sh- say That was something. just Jonathan and the anonymous third party. And thanks to Jonathan, we all know. Oh, that's amazing. You just, you just do that. Oh, yeah. Blow it up. Yeah. Well, I hope I have some grades that came in, and I hope that, that was they considered what we yeah. said, that yeah. it wasn't. Uh, right now we have for Jonathan uh, in Palm Coast. He used to live in uh, Wellington. This dealership gets an F um, from me for playing games. Um, okay, well, it says, why take out ads on non-existent cars? Jonathan, if you could just reconsider, because we think we just determined the ad was a National Jeep ad. Um, so shame on Stellantis and Jeep and all that. Uh, Bob gives him an F2 for false advertising. I think... Uh, we got to reconsider. Um, I would probably agree with them, um, but you know, it's. But they're not advertising this. It's not. not yeah, not no, the they're dealer. not. I would say like. Well, he had no. My guess is the dealer had no choice. He had no say in yeah. whether this had. Well, he didn't run the ad. It was yeah. it was on TV, and, and she yeah. saw, and he's probably fending off a few people that made a similar conclusion. We get upset at Toyota. We have a Toyota dealership. We get upset at Toyota when they run a leasing ad right. with the down payment in the fine print. Yeah, that's it's just a. Um, it, it does everything that we're saying that you, you can't do. You can't can't change the the offer. Okay, so re- Jonathan is not reconsidering. They're complicit in the trickery. That is your right. Um, so we still have an F, and then we have a D coming in. I'm going to give him a C. Um, and I was thinking about the C because we grade on the curve. But even up in the in up in Pennsylvania, we've had a mixture of good yeah, dealers have, and yeah. bad dealers. Um, better than down here, but um, I still got to give them a C. I'm not really cur- curving it, guys, so don't, nobody get mad at me. No. It's uh, no. They didn't do th- anything that bad. No. I hear you. Rick? Okay, I've got Joded with an F, Joseph Kelleher 
F, deception at its worst. I feel bad for Deal. <laughs> Shiny Z Fraidly, not a great deal at Deal Automotive, C minus. <laughs> That's fair. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's why I said it's a great name for a dealer. Your best deal is a deal. Right. If your your name's Bob or whatever Earl Deal, you're a dealer. That's a great. That's Rocky Blockatiel. D is for devious. Mark Smith, definitely not the best deal out there. C minus. Tom Steckel. D deceptive. Ram is a verb, not a noun. Brian said, "Let go." Shame on the corporate Jeep for this commercial. D. Tim Gilliland, F, and that is not subject to change. Guy Larrabee, a big fat F. Uh, myself, I'm going to go middle of the road on this. I'm going C. A what? A C. A C? Okay. I got another ad for him. Nobody can steal like a deal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> your your score? Uh, you go first. Oh, you go first. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, misleading, so misleading and deceptive. I just, I don't like it. I just don't like it. It's not necessary. You know, here you are, you get your hopes up, you want to go in and you want to, you know, you see this advertisement, $6,903 under msrp awesome. are you excited i'm excited I, I was it just isn't necessary and i i'm not sure and i don't care why it happened but for deal i give them an f Ooh. I, i'm gonna i'm gonna have some mercy on them because i like our experience as a dealer with toyota uh, and all the manufacturers uh, violate the Federal Trade Commission rule against uh, modifying the value, the price, uh, in the fine print. They all do it. And, uh, and, and uh, <coughs> so I, I, I think in this case here, I'll make a C minus. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah, they did have Zurich. I forgot about the Zurich. Yeah. So give a C minus. And, uh, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to take a look at uh, Earl's uh, column this week, and uh, Earl, you yourself have that. I gave you mine, and that's on uh, you know cracking down on junk fees uh, to uh, uh, lower cost consumers. Uh, it is a, a great read. Uh, I'm sure we're all just disgusted with uh, junk fees. You want to call them junk fees? Fine. Dealer fee. You know. Uh, there you go. So you want to take a look at that. You can, if you didn't pick up the Florida Weekly, uh, you can pick up the hometown news and you can find uh, the article uh, right there. Uh, or go to Earl on Cars and, and you can find that uh, article also. Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to a end of another show. Uh, we do appreciate your company. You definitely make the show. And we will be right back here next week at 8 a.m. Have a happy Halloween, and I get my stitches out next week. I'm very excited. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.